episode 44, How to Be a People Pleaser. Hi, welcome to Beyond the Walls podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ramika. And I'm Kylie. And yes, we're sisters. We're going to share stories about our life and growing up together and some personal walls we've overcome. We hope you laugh a lot. You honestly might cry a little. But our hope is that maybe you'll be inspired to go beyond the walls in your way too. So grab your coffee or tea and come on in. In this episode, we are going to teach you how to be a people pleaser. And I know it sounds like I'm joking. I promise you I'm not. (laughs) Because if you've made it this far in working with us in our podcast, then the type of person that I believe I'm talking to right now is somebody who has decided to live a different life. Like you are choosing character over comfort across the board. And so if you've decided that you really want to take responsibility for the life that you're living, then the assumption that I'm going to make about you is that you really want to figure out a way to be harmonious in your relationships. And that involves getting the approval of others, Mm -hmm. which is okay. And that's what we really want you to leave this episode knowing with assuredness, like you, it is okay that you want the approval of others. But if you are that type of person and you have decided more recently maybe that you're going to take responsibility of your life and your choices, and you really want to choose character over comfort, then what's probably also true is that you've breached an area with people pleasing where it's gotten a little hard. If you've listened to our episode about the in-between, you're likely in an in-between space where it feels a little challenging. Like how do I balance you know, being harmonious in my relationships with others, doing things that really do, like, I really want to do because it makes the other person happy. And it might not naturally be something that I want to do, but not at the expense of myself anymore. Like, how do I balance the two? And that's really what we want to talk about. So we want to kick it off by just sharing a couple key practicals for why you might be experiencing some roadblocks in this in-between space when you're balancing how you go after like doing things that really help the people around you that you have deep relationships with be happy like you want them to to find happiness in the things some of the actions that you do the things that you say without sacrificing yourself You don't need to be a martyr in all of your relationships is the point. One of the roadblocks that we'll start with is going to others for satisfaction or approval, right? Like in the situation where you're looking to the other person to make you happy, it's this disingenuous cycle, if you will, right? Like the other person is going to, I'm going to do something for the other person, or I'm going to say something that I know, I'm like assuming the other person, it'll make them happy. And if they're happy with me, or they're happy with what I'm doing or what I said, then ultimately I can be happy about myself. 
and then it's this cycle, right? So then you have to go to them again, say the right thing, do the right thing that you think is going to make them happy. And then as a result, you get happiness from doing or saying the right thing. And then you're processing what actually happened, the reality of that. And then you fall back into that cycle. It's a loop and it's an unhealthy roadblock because the reality is, is that there are a lot of assumptions that are being made and it's again, placing responsibility on the other person for your happiness, for your life. And that's really what we want to help you guys take back. Yeah. It's a really tricky, slippery slope to know when did, when did we cross that line, right? Like when did somebody just being excited for us, participating with us, being able to appreciate us. And all of a sudden it becomes something we're dependent on mm. and we're looking to them to have, you know, how do we, how do we separate ourselves to be happy with the results and the choices that we've made and they get to participate in it. There was a thing I had said in a couple of episodes ago, like you being in control of your life and your circumstances and your choices is like the cake and other people's approval is just the icing on the cake, mm -hmm. right? Like their approval is not the goal. It's just the reward. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of, um, you know, I've always wrestled with food, either my own, just my own health journey, just needing to deal with food. And then when I got married, that became my role, right? Like I was the food person. I did the shopping and the cooking of the food. And so I hate food. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Lee cares about it even less than I do. And it took a while. We used to fight a lot in the beginning. You know, like, I just, I really wanted to feel better about cooking if I knew he cared. Mm. And so unfortunately, but also fortunately, <laughs> like, he could, he will respond the same way to a bowl of cereal and Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. Like, he just really doesn't care. And it took me a while to really believe that he really genuinely felt that way. Because eventually through all of our fights and all of our upsets and all of our back and forth about it, I was willing to accept that he just really doesn't care. He compared it once to like the best meal that he can imagine is like an all you can eat crab leg fest. And so because he can't eat crab legs all he wants, every meal all day long. He doesn't even try to compare. He's like, nothing meets that bar. So food is just a means to an end. Mm -hmm. It keeps him alive. He drinks it and eats it like completely thoughtlessly. Like he steals my coffee and I get so mad because I'm like, I like to enjoy my coffee all day long. I'm like, you may not blindly inhale <laughs> my coffee <laughs> when you're not even like enjoying it. So you know, there were so many times where I felt like I was just wrestling with my own responsibilities, my own attitude, my own feelings about food and what I was going to do to provide for the family. Mm. And so how it becomes an issue is when I'm putting all of that weight and all that responsibility on him. I'm like, if you would just find pleasure in it, if you would just find satisfaction, if I could make you happy somehow, then it would make it worth it. Like mm -hmm. I would have a good reason to show up and make dinner. Mm -hmm. And instead, at the end of the day, when I took that responsibility back out of his hands, stopped using him as a scapegoat, 
to just avoid and come up with excuses why I shouldn't have to deal with food, mm -hmm. right? Like now I can be responsible. Like this is the role that I took on. This is my task and I can choose to suffer the rest of my life over this food or I can just choo choose to deal with it. Mm. Where it's okay to bring back in the people pleasing, like I can bring him along the journey of like, this is hard. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. So I am really grateful that he's not super challenging and hardcore because I also don't want the pressure of like, this food isn't good enough and you don't cook it as good as so-and-so and you burnt it or, you know, like yeah. he really, there's the, the standard is so low. Like I can only succeed. Like just putting food on the table is all that's expected. And I can meet that almost every time. <laughs> so, you know, but it's in those moments that's like, okay, how can I still then, how are we going to participate where you can be a source of encouragement to me? How can you be the icing on the cake? Like it's still going to feel good and I'm still going to want respect and appreciation, some positive feedback. Mm -hmm. Like he can still appreciate that I did it and he didn't have to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to love the dinner that I made. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put as much effort into cooking this meal as I want to put in because I'm not doing it to get a response out of you. I'm going to do it because that's what I said I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that really leans into the second point, which is living in integrity. Like let our yes be yes and our no be no. Like before we decide that we're going to do something, is it really what we feel is our best yes? Mm -hmm. I, I, am I agreeing to doing something just to get some kind of approval or acceptance from this other person? Or is it something that I really do it? it I'm okay doing it whether or not this other person approves or doesn't approve or appreciates or doesn't appreciate. Right. Cause there's, it leaves the space of like, we're feeling like we're being taken advantage of somehow mm -hmm. when we agreed to do it. So how can you find security in the decisions that you're going to make and not blaming the other people for what their responses are to what we chose to do or not chose to do? This is my trap because I tend to feel more often than not, like I am being taken advantage of by another person mm -hmm. when the reality is I agreed to do it. Now, here's where the trap happens. It's It begins because like the first point of going to the other people for satisfaction, this is, this is kind of similar. It overlaps here because I would go to the other person, right? I would imagine the response of the other person and make an assumption that like, by me saying yes or no, I'm either going to make them happy or displeased with me. Mm -hmm. And so the other person is just coming to me with a genuine ask, right? Fill in the blank of whatever the ask is. And then in my mind, what's actually happening is I'm saying like, this person wouldn't be asking me if they didn't want or need me to say yes. Mm. So by saying no, I am automatically guaranteeing that this person is going to be upset with me. And so I found myself saying yes all of the time. Mm. People pleasing becomes unhealthy when you're pleasing others at the expense of yourself. I was spreading my schedule super thin, my finances super thin, my just physical like well-being super thin. Because I was saying yes, 
out of what it really is at a at a baseline it was me not choosing to live with integrity and you guys know that this is like an area that i am finally like sick and tired of being sick and tired of like i am on a mission to advocate for myself going forward so this is probably also the hardest area for those of you who relate to me in this way because it's part of advocating for yourself not for other people advocating for other people looks like the vacillation that happens like oh this person is asking me to do this and so they must be wanting me to say yes otherwise they wouldn't be asking me to do this like what if the ask has the most purest of intentions right like somebody asked you a question and also in that question have full intention of giving you the freedom to say yes or say no now whether or not that's true is not the point right but what if you lived your life in that framework Mm -hmm. that every question you were being asked also implied and always gave you the freedom to say yes or no without any fear of judgment or punishment, what would your response be then? That is how you live with integrity. If you have no fear of a yes or a no, then you know that you can say with full integrity Either yes, I can do this for you, or no, I will not do this for you. That's when you know you're living with integrity. I think the reason why this trap can be really detrimental to our growth is because it is where bitterness and resentment gets bred, right? Like this person is taking advantage of me when I'm the one who said yes. Right. Like we start holding it against the other person. We start holding our yes against the other person. Yeah, they might have asked us. But what's also true is that the reason why I now feel any kind of pressure to follow through on my yes is because I'm the one who chose to say yes. So when you live with integrity, it gets rid of it. And the easiest practical I can give you is just always work in a framework of assuming that any question that gets asked to you has the freedom of saying yes or no without any fear of judgment or punishment. Yeah, it reminds me of um, one of our previous episodes and we were defining the difference between like a request and a requirement. Mm-hmm. You know, like that we want the freedom in our relationships to treat them like they're requests, which inherently gives an air of option. Right. Like it is the best. And I think that's one of the biggest things I think for me that I feel like we want both. Right. Like there is a way that I can serve you and love you and show up for you and meet your needs. Mm-hmm. We want that. People, You guys that are people pleasers, like that's at the forefront of your mind. We want to be a good thing for other people. Like we want to be a benefit. We want to add life to others. We want to serve and care and be giving. But we go to this extreme that then if we if we do the same for ourselves, all of a sudden we're selfish. Mm-hmm. And we're automatically against the other person. Like, do you get your needs met? Or do I get my needs met? Mm-hmm. And there is absolutely space for both. And I think that's really where, you know, 
I think especially the person that if you're still been sticking around and listening to our message, then yeah, like you're definitely somebody who is doing your best to grow every day and being willing to take on those challenges and to get out of just living small and living fearfully. Like you want to live victoriously and be your best self. And I think that's where really then like the next level outside of just these quick, you know, circumstantial events in our lives, when it comes to real personal growth, I think the last two areas we'd really want to go deeper into is like, so if you want to make change in your life and you're going to start doing things differently, you're going to start showing up as a new creation, it is going to impact other people. And it is confusing and hard sometimes when other people are not always going to be happy with us. Mm. Like that's an idealistic trap, right? That people are just always going to love everything that we decide to do and support all of our decisions. And it's just always going to be happy and glorious. And if it's not, then it's just, you know, it's so devastating to us. And then we start tearing ourselves down again. Like we made the wrong decision because somebody else is unhappy. And so I think it's really important that we can honor the ability that I can look out for my interests at the same time as looking out for other people's interests. I think the last two areas that we're talking about is the difference between somebody who is going to be an active supporter of us in our life and our decisions and our growth. And then there's going to be people that are going to actively sabotage us. I'd even take your point one step further when you mentioned like active support looks like someone always being happy with us or, mm -hmm. you know, like being loud about their approval and, you know, they, they have no concerns, no reservations about something that we're, we're doing, we're saying, or the way that we're choosing to live our life. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a misconception or an idealistic trap that I see all the time in the world, right? Like people are saying like, basically it's a very black and white statement. If you're not for me, then you must be against mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And it doesn't leave room for anybody to say anything, right? Like at least it doesn't leave room for anybody to say anything that you would perceive as support. Mm -hmm. If you're not saying, I love this, I'm okay with this, I, I would actually do this too, <laughs> then you're not supporting them. And I think we really have to get comfortable with the uncomfortability of people still being supportive of us, but not wanting to do the same things that we're doing. Yeah, Active support doesn't look like people blindly just following exactly what you would do and how you would do it because that's how the pendulum swings yeah. right like we go from one extreme of like i'm just going to always try to make you happy and then the moment we we decide that we want to change and be somebody else we believe that there's like an opposite extreme that needs to happen then i'm going to do anything on the opposite extreme and if you're not over here with me then i'm going to perceive you as a direct enemy you are yeah. fighting against me yeah and that's not really true i think there's a balance there and a sweet spot of like how can i live with integrity in my truth right 
and have people who have concerns or reservations and still choose to be okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to change you. You don't have to make a different decision because they wouldn't live the way that you would live. You could choose in your integrity to make a different decision to live differently because of their response to you. But it doesn't automatically mean that their disapproval is is sabotage. Yeah. Their disapproval could actually be your biggest support. Yeah, I think it leaves room for for other people to have their own weaknesses, their own fears, their own if they're not ready to make the big leaps that you're ready to do, like it leaves them room to just be who they are and who they aren't. Mm. And again, I think that kind of conceptualizes a little bit better for you guys. If if you haven't quite understood why I keep always saying just because other people are upset doesn't mean you shouldn't have done it or said it, mm. right? Like it's in that space that just lets other people warm up to the idea, right? Like I've made a lot of really crazy decisions in my life that mom and dad have not always agreed with or understood in the moment or they had fears about it. like. There's so many things that happen in relationships where we're like, we can see on the outside, like, whoa, what about all the pros and cons? And what about this? And what about that? Like, just because people are going to have, yeah, buts, it doesn't mean they're saying, don't do it. You can't do it. You shouldn't do it. You know, like leave them space and room in the relationship to be able to have those conversations. You've already had those conversations probably with yourself. You've already counted the cost, if you will to a lot of these big decisions, like you've already done a lot of your own personal growth to get to where you are or to start making these changes that you want to change. And I think that's a space to be in. That's like, you can allow that other person that same time, bring them along the journey with you. You know, if it's, especially if it's a really close relationship or if it's someone that maybe this was a common area where you guys used to find commonality in. And all of a sudden, like you're, you're kind of forcing a redefine of the relationship. It doesn't mean you're saying, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore, but you are kind of changing the terms. So leave room for that. Leave space for that upset for them. There probably is going to be some upset, but upset does not have to equal not being supportive. If you bring them along the journey and baby step them at the same time and pace them at the same time that you're going, it leaves a lot more room and the likelihood of them being able to deal with their own weaknesses and their own upsets at an accurate pace that's going to actually set you up for success. Mm-hmm. I think it also speaks to how important it is that if this is your best yes, and this is a decision that you feel like is going to be used living in integrity, standing in integrity, then you have to be really clear that like, you're going to do it whether they support you or not. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do for your health, for your livelihood, for your, you are doing this because you've thought it out, you've counted the cost, and this is your best yes, which means that it's going to set you up for success if you are really honest with yourself and your people that are around you to 
be honest with where they stand and whether or not they're going to fully understand it or not. You want to prepare yourself to be able to withstand their what ifs, to be strong enough, like I'm going to do this with or without their understanding. And that's where the work then continues to be. We're like, someday they might understand, someday they will, but you get to leave space that they can still be by your side and be confused. Mm -hmm. They can be by your side and not love it. I think that's a really important thing to bring voice to, especially in this day and age where there's so much cancel culture and there's so much extremeness out there that's just all or nothing. And being able to leave space for what that looks like and what it can be. I remember because I was 14 um, when I was officially adopted and I actually initiated a lot of that process. And I know like for me, like thinking back to that time, I'm like, that's insane. You know, like I was 14. Mm. My niece is 14 now. And I'm just like, man, like that was the decision I was making at her age. That seems crazy to me. Like I couldn't, mm. I couldn't even envision her making or initiating that kind of decision. She doesn't have a reason to, yeah. right? But still like just seeing how little she is in my mind, I'm just like, that's insane, right? And so obviously there was a lot of pushback from all sides. Like I can't tell you one area that was comfortable for me to make the decision that I did. Mm -hmm. But what I held on to was that I knew with every fiber of my being that if I didn't do something completely different, that I was going to fall in some of the same cycles that I just did not want for my life. Yeah. And I'm like, when I say every single community had pushback that I was a part of, every single diverse community had pushback that I was a part of. And I think that's the heart of what Kylie is speaking to. It's like, you have to make a decision for your life for you. You stand in integrity and you decide what you're going to do regardless of anyone's response. That is the healthiest way to be a people pleaser. And what those people didn't know, a lot of those communities actually were impacted by my decision, but not until years later. Mm. Like I'm talking years later. I remember getting a follow-up from somebody that I had like just grown up with and they were talking to me and obviously like I share a lot of my life on social media now. And so they started following me. I didn't know because, you know, I'm past the point where I can know every single person, um, you know, that's watching what I put out there. And so it was really cool to hear them reach out to me and just say, like, I've seen your life. Yeah. Like, I've seen the life that you've lived and it's just insane to me. Like, I remember the darkest points that you share about and i would have never envisioned that this would be your life now but like how do i do it how do i imitate that mm. and like that was one of the people that was like one of the loudest naysayers at the time mm. so to have that full circle moment that would happen that was just two years ago, I believe. Like I was just like moving to Texas. Like I was maybe like two years or a year and a half here. And I ended up 
you know, having a conversation with this person. And that was like a pivotal moment because that just reinforced the truth that I am, that we're sharing with you guys. I want you to know that it is, I mean, we know that this is true because we've also tested it ourselves with our own lives. And so that's why it's important that you live with integrity. You can't give anybody the opportunity to become your scapegoat in this area. You make a decision because you want to do this, because that's you living with integrity and do it regardless of anybody else's response. And so so that because the biggest blessing is also that you get to own whatever happens or whatever doesn't happen. Because when you own it, good, bad, or ugly, you also remain as the main character in your story that also has the power to make a different decision going forward if you loved it, liked it, or hated it. Yeah. Right? Like it it leaves you with the most power as opposed to giving that power to other people and staying divided internally with yourself. That was my reality, right? And we're talking about active support and active sabotage as though they're mutually exclusive, right? But that we can't do that without also playing the same tape that everybody else is. That's like, it's very black and white and you either are for me or you're against me. And I completely reject that narrative. They don't always have to be mutually exclusive, although that could also be true. You know, I think of sabotage, you know, especially there's certain situations where we have to make those really big radical decisions, right? Like you actually had to remove yourself from the sabotage, Mm -hmm. right? Like there are certain relationships that have to, you know, you're not strong enough to defend against the sabotage Mm -hmm. or the act of resistance or other people's active naysaying or, you know, whatever it is that they're going through. And I think every situation we have to make a decision for ourselves what degree of change am i making is this a requirement or these requests are these you know so there's big life-changing decisions that we have to make but then there's also just our average everyday life right like those were some really big decisions that you had to make but you're no longer in that Mm. space right and so i think being able to also kind of talk about sabotage in the context of, okay, we're in this safe environment and we're okay. And we're just making these small character changes or radical changes, but they're not, you know, the sabotage that we're feeling in our relationships is not quite to that same degree, but it is going to happen. And if we're not intentional about separating those two and being able to really give voice to what's actually happening with Like, what is that other person saying to us? Is it sabotage or is it just disappointment for the moment? Mm. You know, and being able to be patient in that space. Like when we are changing, I love that quote of like the impossible, like it is impossible until it's been done and then it's no longer possible. You're like, everything feels daunting in the beginning. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, okay, this really is okay. And a lot of times those naysayers in your life that were freaking out and were against you and were like all your, all they were was consumed with the yeah, buts. And then you did it and you showed up in your life and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, no big deal anymore. <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden they're active supporters, right? Like mm-hmm. 
They just couldn't believe in what they couldn't see. But I think one of the things that you can do in relationships, like if you're in a relationship with somebody, like you're not going anywhere, you have a best friend, you have a family member, there's a spouse or your kids, and you're just making character growth and you're making changes. And it is going to impact them, right? I think there's a couple of practicals that we can leave you with in those moments. And one of the things to recognize and have grace for the other person is that is if it's especially true that it's an area that used to bond you, that this was like something you guys used to do together and all of a sudden you've decided for you it's not your best yes and you no longer want to do that any longer, you may not be making it a matter of morality of like this is wrong and I can't participate anymore as opposed to like, this just isn't healthy for me. I don't want to, I don't want to do this particular thing anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nearly impossible for that other person to not feel like you're telling them that they're wrong. If it's not healthy for me, then clearly it's unhealthy for you to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think if they're not ready for that message and that's not even what you're trying to do, it might be impossible for them to not make it personal about them. And so if that's happening, I think your option is, again, use language that is gentle, that is patient. The more you bring them along the journey, the better so that they're not caught off guard, right? Like you all of a sudden didn't just like radically change their life overnight. Mm -hmm. They're going to feel really unsafe and like you're being really irrational and their whole world just got turned upside down. But you can bring them along the journey, bring them into the process. I think use a lot of language that's like, this is what I need to do for me, right? Mm-hmm. And be reassuring even. Like, I'm not making this mean anything bad about you. Like, you don't, it's fine for you. It just, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use reassuring language. I still want to be with you. We're still going to be friends. I still support you. I can still support you and what you're doing. When you're ready, you do what you do you. I'm going to do me over here and you do you over there. And we can agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, we don't always have to agree on everything. And I think it's also going to mean that you're going to have to advocate more for yourself to protect yourself from boundaries, right? It might look like you asking them to change their language around you or to not be a tempter to you, to not act, you know, like to be able to point out when you feel like they are actively sabotaging, whether they're intending to sabotage or not, like, man, you're making my goals really hard to meet. Like I'm trying to really do something good over here. Like, you know, if I'm trying to lose weight and all you're doing is making me homemade cookies every day, like that's mean, you know, like if you loved me, you would stop making cookies for me. Right. Like, why are you making me cookies? Right. We're going to have to have those kind of conversations and whatever it looks like to whatever degree that your the intensity of your situation applies. Mm-hmm. How do you actively start talking and sharing and being open and being clear with yourself about why you're doing what you're doing? You have to be OK to keep doing it, whether the other person loves it or not. And you have to be OK that it might take time. And if you give them time they most likely will come around and become supporters and you can win them over with your actions, with your change, with your life and be an inspiration, right? Like I think of even what you were sharing with all of the naysayers that you had back then. So many people have come back to you and been like, wow, what an inspiration. 
-hmm. right? Like they've seen it work out for you. Like all of their fears, they were not true. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier for them to come and support you now. You have a choice to be upset about that and just hold on to what they used to be. Or now, you know, you're in a situation where you can accept them for who they are now because mm -hmm. they now accept you. So how can you guys be people that it's okay to want other people's approval, to want their acceptance, to want them to cheer you on, to want them to be your biggest supporters, but it's not a requirement. It is icing on the cake. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to work with you. If you're looking for additional coaching from us, you can log on to our website at beyondthewallspodcast.com and look at our membership for more information. Until next time. Bye. Bye.